I don't know what our actual value is. Yeah. You know, we uh, last year at 150 million in sales, uh, software's at 10X. Episode 420, unlock the secrets online and build your empire. Russell Brunson. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Hi, I'm Adam Lewis Walker, founder of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one personal leadership podcast that is also a best-selling book, Awaken Your Alpha, Thousand Tactics to Thrive, and also a TEDx talk for how to rise up. You can see a theme here, but please do check these out. If you like the talk, if you like the podcast, you will love the book. The book is the best of the best, and it's available on Amazon. This podcast is brought to you by The Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to talkaccelerator.com. That's talkaccelerator.com. How to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. Get to the podcast. Right, this week is all about secrets, specifically traffic secrets, with a little bit of expert secrets and dot-com secrets sprinkled in for good measure. We have Russell Brunson on the line. He is the man, he's a serial entrepreneur firstly, but he's the man behind ClickFunnels. You may have heard of it. It was founded in 2014. We've just been talking, it's worth well over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions. We can't really put a, you know, well, we'll talk about that, but it's, it's worth a lot. He's done well. He first started his, an online company while he was wrestling at Boise State University. Within a year of graduating, he had sold over a million dollars worth of his own products and services from his basement. He's moved on a fair bit since then. I met him in 2016, reasonably soon after ClickFunnels was launched. It's been awesome to watch his journey and how he's just going from strength to strength. I mean, he's, he's done quite well, but I feel like he's still got a lot more to give. Russell, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? Oh, I'm ready. I'm excited. Awesome. I could keep going on about your bio for a while. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight? What are you all about at the moment? You know, it's funny. Some, some people love their bios. I, I'm, you know, for me, it's, it's uh, you know, we're super passionate about helping entrepreneurs in any way we can. And we've done that through books and events and the software. And uh, I'm just someone who's obsessed with helping, helping creators and producers to, to create and produce. And so uh, I love hanging out with people like you and, uh, and your audience and, and talking about that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Just like to touch on your, your origins briefly. I mentioned you as um, wrestled at Boise State University. Where are you speaking to us from today? Where are you originally from? And I'm guessing you didn't grow up thinking, oh, I want to be, you know, the funnel man or a funnel hacker. So talk to us about, you know, just your, briefly your origins. Yeah. So actually, I grew up in Utah. And, um, and uh, when I was a young kid, I um, started kind of learning about business. And uh, I, uh, when I was like 12 years old, I watched an infomercial of a guy teaching how to make money with classified ads. And that was like when I was like hooked, like as a 12 year old. Uh, but then as I got to my teens, I became a, I became a wrestler. I wrestled all through high school and then through college. <clears throat> and my senior year in college, I was, still, I was still wrestling. I met my beautiful wife. We got engaged. And then um, the question was like, well, how am I going to support this marriage? I don't have a job. I don't have any money. And I was like, I got to figure something out. And so I started looking for a way to make money online. And um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I started this journey. And uh, I was wrestling in Boise State. I still, we still live in Boise now. And, um, yeah, that was, man, 18, we married this year will be 18 years. So that's when the journey kind of started for me. And the first couple of years was a lot of heartache trying to figure this out and like what works and what doesn't work. And there's so many, you know, in, you know, 18 years ago when you Google how to make money online, all sorts of weird stuff was showing up. <laughs> I was trying to learn everything. And eventually I figured out like, it's not that difficult as you got to create a really good product. I figure out sell a product and then get traffic to that product. And that was kind of it. And obviously it's evolved over the years into to funnels and, you know, things like that. But uh, it's been a game that's been so much fun for me to, to first off figure out for my own businesses, and then over the last 
you know, seven or eight years teaching this to entrepreneurs and showing it and building software that makes it simpler. It's just been the, the ride of a lifetime. And I uh, really enjoy what we're doing and love helping entrepreneurs. And uh, it's, been, it's been so much fun. Along that journey from when you kind of made your first buck online and like you said, to trying things out, something's working well, not so well, and just getting a specific system that's scalable. When was, uh, there's probably many moments, can you think of a moment where it felt like almost like an awakening moment, like, oh, that worked well, I can replicate that, I'm going to run in that direction. Yeah, for sure. You know, when I was in college, I was wrestling, so I didn't have a job. So it was like at nights and weekends, I would try to do things. And so I was, I was learning different marketing things. I would try stuff. And I always had like little wins, like little base hits, you know, like I sold stuff on eBay, made a little bit, but not, not a lot, not enough. And then here and there, and it was different things. And the first thing that, that really stuck, I remember I, I heard a guy talking about in, information products. And I didn't know what that was at the time. I was like, I know what a book is, but, and um, they were like, no, you can make DVDs and home study courses and stuff. And and I was like, well, I don't know, I don't have any, I don't have any talents like I don't know to make. And it was funny because it was spring break time. So, you know, wrestling had just ended the season and we had a week break, which was awesome. And my, um, um, me and one of my, the other wrestlers were married. All the rest of the guys were singles. They all went to, to Vegas and they were yeah, gambling. Spring break whatever. stuff. Yeah. yeah, doing spring break stuff. And we were stuck home so our wives were working. So like, we can't ditch our wives. Like, what do we do? So anyway, we're sitting at home just goofing off. And he was like, do you want to make a potato gun? I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, so he tells me this thing about a potato gun. <clears throat> so we get all excited. We Google how to make potato guns. We get all these plans and we drive to Home Depot. We buy the pipes and we spend the whole week just making all these potato guns. <laughs> that weekend we went out and we're shooting, having so much fun. And I remember the next Monday I was back to school, like, oh, back to school. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking about like, well, what's my idea? Like, what do I, what can I create? And all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, what about potato guns? Like, I just made a potato gun. Like, I know how to do it. And um, I went, I ran to the computer lab at school and Back then, there was a site called Overture where you type in a, a keyword and it would show you how many times it was searched per month. So I typed in potato gun, and there were 18,000 searches a month for potato gun. And I was wow. like, there's no one selling potato gun product. So I called my buddy back up. I'm like, hey, do you want to help me make a DVD teaching people how to make potato guns? And he was like, you are the weirdest friend I have. <laughs> so he's, he agreed, though, and we got a video camera. We borrowed from someone and went to Home Depot, and we filmed this buying the pipes and cutting them and gluing them together. And, and I made my very first information product put it online, started buying basic Google ads. And uh, I remember the first day that someone clicked on an ad, went and bought the DVD. I burned one of my CD, you know, CD burner, DVD burner and shipped it out. And I was just like, this is amazing. I could just, I can just keep selling this thing. I don't have to go recreate it. Just keep burning the CD. And yeah. that's kind of where, that's where it all started for me. And, and obviously potato guns aren't a big business. That's where it started. And then I was like, yeah. well, what else can I do this with? And then the next, next thing, the next thing. And, and that kind of started the journey. So talk to us about um, in around the 2014 time in terms of click funnels, because it, yeah, there's like selling things online, creating a funnel and different things like, but you really created, and I, I'm reading your books and especially expert secrets I love, you really created a movement. You know, you've got the whole funnel hackers, you have big events. So click funnels, you really created, you know, followers. And I know you talk about culture and all this <laughs> sort of thing. So talk to me about the idea and you co-founded it. Yeah. Initially it was me and uh, one partner and uh, we had a couple partners since then, but yeah. Yeah, it was me and this guy named Todd Dickerson. We met somewhere in this journey as, as I was launching different businesses. And he was a really good developer who was, and he's also, he's brilliant. He's the smartest person I've ever met. Like he's a really good marketer and a developer. And so he would be developing the pages for us and the funnels. And um, we were having like little incremental successes with stuff. And but literally, literally like every time I was like, here's a new funnel. I like map it out and he had to go build it and map out the next one. And just, and they're all like, sim they're all different, but they're all similar. And I remember, I think he got tired of me, like calling him every night, like, Hey, can you tweak this? Hey, move the headline over here. Hey, change things. And he's like, I can build software that makes this really easy for you. I'm like, no, you can't. Everyone, you know, I, I tried before everyone had tried, like, he's like, no, I think I can do it. 
And so I remember he flew to Boise and we spent a week in front of a whiteboard mapping out, like if we were to create software and what would it look like? And he kind of, we mapped it out and I gave all my wish list of things. He made, took notes on it and he flew back home. He was in Atlanta, Georgia. He flew back home and spent the next three or four months and he built the first version of ClickFunnels. I remember he came back to me and gave it to me. It's like, here it is. What do you think? And I remember using it. And it was the first time I was able to personally able to get, I'm not techie at all. So I, I got a thing online and it looked good. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this is insane. This is gonna be, this is gonna be the coolest thing in the world. And so that's kind of how it started. And so Todd was the one building the software. And then I, I knew my role was like, I got to figure out how to sell this thing. And I didn't know, yeah. I had sold information stuff. I never sold software. I didn't know how to do it. So I was trying to look at what everyone was doing and kind of back to the expert secrets thing you said about you're building a culture or a tribe or a bunch of yeah. people, right? I remember I went to this network marketing event. Cause I'm just looking, I'm trying to like learn like how these things work. And I'm at this network marketing event and the product they were, they were selling was a software tool. Yeah. And I remember going to this event and there's like 5,000 people in the room and everyone's going crazy. And, and I remember I was confused because I'm watching people get on stage and, and no one's actually teaching stuff. Like in the marketing world, we're used to like hearing people teach stuff. No one was teaching. They're getting up there. They're telling their stories. People are crying and yeah. um, like, and I'm so confused. I remember the guy, David Fry was sitting next to me and he's like, do you see what's happening? And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I'm so confused right now. And he's like, they're not selling software. I'm like, then what are they selling? He's like, they're selling a movement. And I was like, Oh, oh my gosh. Like that's the, like, if you sell a software, you sell a tool, like it's, it's a, it's a commodity, right? Like, yeah. And like, like, like click funnels like and in, funnels and stuff, they have potential to be really dry, you know, like you say software, oh yeah. but I, and I don't even think like that when I, you know, when you come across click funnels and all you've done, but obviously that wasn't there particularly until you kind of created it, which is. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in click funnels. I was like, I was like, how do we do that? How do we create a movement? So it's not just a tool. Cause the problem with the tool is, you know, is like, <laughs> there's like since we launched ClickFunnels, there's been like, I think thirty something ClickFunnels killers that have come out, you know, and some have better features that are cheaper or like whatever. There's always a thing, right? Yeah. But um, but they've all come and gone, and and the thing that's stuck is that people are part of this movement. Like they they're part. Like people are funnel hackers. We have people who tattoo our logos to their arms. We've got oh. everyone's wearing ClickFunnels swag all the time, and like it's become more than just a tool. It's become a movement, and and they're they're a group of people, and and it's it's really special. It's been it's been really cool to create that and, and see what's happened over the last five or six years with it. Talking about the movement and kind of creating something around that, the two comma club has become like a real, like, that's like, you know, oh, you've got an Oscar. Oh, you got two, like that, <laughs> at least in my world, not, I, when someone says I've got that, they put that on their bio. It's like, oh, yeah. no, I want, and you kind of, it's a stamp of credibility. And it's, that is, that was genius, I think, creating that and, and having it around for long enough. So it's, you almost, in a lot of circles, you don't have to explain it now. You just say, that, oh, one of them, you're like, oh. And like, yep. there's, a, there's a podcast that when I see someone has that, I'm like, oh, I'll interview them because they're, a, you know, I know what they've had to do to a certain extent to get that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, that was one of the things that was like two years into ClickFunnels and um, it was, I think our third Funnel Hacking Live. Yeah. Third Funnel Hacking Live. And um, I, 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 it was funny. I saw someone who was like a record producer and he was doing a presentation on this wall. He had all these gold records. I was like, that looks so cool. I was mm. like, I was like, I wish that we had something like that for entrepreneurs. And then, and then initially I was like, I'm going to make some for myself. Like every time I, I went back and found all my old products, like how many products I had made that made a million dollars. So initially I was like, I'm going to get these things behind my desk. And it's going to be like all the million dollar things I had. And then we're like, well, what do we call it? And that's when um, the idea for the two comma club came up. And I was like, oh, that is amazing. And then, and then the next question is like, well, who else inside ClickFunnels has actually would have achieved one? Like we didn't know. So I had Dave on my team. I was like, go find out how many people have, have earned one. And he did through the stats and he came back. I thought maybe like 10, 15 people maybe had, had made a million bucks in a funnel. And he came back, I think at the time with like 79 people who had made a million dollars. Oh, that must like, feel good. <laughs> I was like, that is amazing. 
And so uh, we got the first record produced. All these You've things. got another level, haven't you, as well? Is that? Yeah, we've had two levels. Like we had, oh. So that was the first one. So we went and for Next for Hacking Live, we, we did an award ceremony, brought people on stage again, the awards. And now it's become a thing every year we do. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the next year we released Two Comic Club X, which is 10 million. Um, and we, I think, so we've got about 800 people that won a Two Comic Club award now. Uh, like 80 or something, 70 or 80 that won Two Comic Club X. And then we just, the last event did Two Comic Club C, which is the Roman number for 100 million. And that one, we've had two people hit the 100 million. And then on that trophy, though, that trophy is like the size of your wall. There's four records. <laughs> like every time you hit 25 million, you get the next record until all four are filled. Wow. I think we had 30 people that got at least 25 million or above and got one of these huge plaques. So it's been, wow. yeah, it's been so cool to see. And like you said, like it's become, it's like the Emmys or the Oscars of entrepreneurship. And, and it's been really fun just to see um, what's, what that's turned into. Like it wasn't something that we strategically planned as much as it's just like it's become such a big yeah part of the movement and the and the goal and like gives everyone something to shoot for well definitely whenever i've interviewed someone who's in the two comma club obviously they have it in their background like right there <laughs> yeah, like you the say background. like and, and talk about marketing and stuff i mean we're talking about it now that i'm talking to you but i mean displaying it and you're like wow what, what's that and then if someone didn't know about it then it's, it's you know, that's great it's just great marketing it sounds like you might have mentioned it in at least in the business sense around click funnels like who helped awaken your alpha i know your partner kind of created the earliest version but is there anyone who just it's my Yoda question. Who just told you the right thing at the right time? Was there anyone like that or was it kind of situational? That's a good question. There are different times in the journey. Um, I'm lucky that my dad is very entrepreneurial. He had a job, but he always had these side businesses. Yeah. And so I always saw him growing up, like doing this thing and doing these things and trying to make money. And so I think because of that, like I was very entrepreneurial just at the very beginning, which kind of started that, that process. Um, I think, uh, and like there's so many times I, you know, before ClickFrogs, I'd built a business up really big and it crashed. And, um, it was really like, it was, it, uh, yeah, from a hundred employees down to like 10, I'd fired 90 people in one day. And like, I mean, I also was like, like a time when you really, you know, really struggled and had to fight to awaken your alpha. I mean, that kind of been fun, but was that one of the times when, you know, you really, a really tough period in your, at least your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, it was, man, probably the toughest part of my whole life. Um, it was, you know, cause so much of my ego and my personality like was tied to this thing, right? We built it up and like, I had so much significance of like, Oh, this is this great thing I created. And then, yeah, when it, when it crashed, it hit hard. And it was like, I had people with all my best friends who walked away from me. I had family members who walked out and just, it was like, it was, it was brutal. And I remember, um, you know, coming in every day to the office and like the people who were left, like having to convince them that like, you shouldn't go get another job. Cause like, we got to create, I need, I need your help to create this thing. And like every day trying to like, um, and for me, it was funny because, um, you know, Tony Robbins has become a dear friend for my, uh, of mine now. Uh, but back then, I'd, I'd met him once and kind of knew a little bit who he was. And I remember um, it was right after the business had collapsed. And I was just like, I kind of know what to do. I remember I was just like freaking out. And um, I got a random call from someone on his team. He's like, hey, Tony's in Vegas speaking event. I want to see if you want to speak tomorrow. And I was like, uh, my business literally just crashed today. Like, I can come if he wants me to. But it was kind of this weird thing. Like I really wanted to, but I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, you, I'm not spot talking about business space, today. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, the, the assistant called me back and said, Oh, Tony said, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're struggling, don't worry about it. And the next morning, um, I was, uh, my wife had sent me to go get a massage just to kind of like refresh my mind or whatever. And I got out of the massage and I picked my phone and thinking, like, what am I going to do? I got to call my team and like get everyone to figure something out. And there was a message on my phone. I missed a call and I listened to it and it was Tony, which was Whoa. kind of crazy anyway. Yeah. And uh, I remember he just said, hey, he's like, uh, I'm here for you. He's like, I know that, um, I can't remember exactly. I wish I would record the message. Maybe yeah, exactly. and you can't mistake that voice, can you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said something, something defective. Just like, I know that you love your customers and you're, you, you're one of the good guys. You care about your people. He's like, 
He's like, if I can help in any way, he's like, if my company is absorb your company so you can keep doing what you're doing, let me know. I'm here to, to do whatever I can. Um, and I remember he said that. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, worst case scenario, Tony Robbins absorbs my company. I can get back to work. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I still want to do my own, but like that now I have like the worst case scenario. Yeah. Now I can, so I remember calling my team. I was like, all right guys. And I brought everyone in. I was like, okay, hey, I don't know what the plan is, but worst case scenario is that. So that's awesome. So best case scenario, we're going to build something from the ground up. Let's go. And we started this process. It took multiple years um, to kind of rebuild the foundation, get things in place um, yeah. that eventually became, became ClickFunnels. So, what caused uh, it to have that kind of you know, downturn so quickly? Yeah, it was, it was last uh, recession. And we did really well the first year and a half of the recession. And then um, 2000, I have bad years, I think 2009, I think, yeah. um, there was this thing where uh, Visa and MasterCard were getting pressure from the FTC. And so Visa MasterCard came to all the major payment processors and said, if anybody, uh, if we catch you <clears throat> with, a, with a merchant who's doing these, these certain tactics, um, then they're going to find them like, hey, like a couple million bucks per account. And so Visa MasterCard put that down onto all the, the merchant providers. The merchant providers freaked out and looked at everyone's accounts. And um, the, day that, the day that my company crashed, I was like 850 um, uh, that I know of 850 online businesses who all the merchant accounts got turned off just one day. Just yeah. Everyone got turned off. And I don't know if you were in business back then, but everyone collapsed and crashed and it was just, it was a nightmare. And it took, took about a month to convince, to like show them all the stuff to prove that you were legitimate. Cause they didn't want the risk of like, if, if, if you're selling stuff to my pro my platform and you turn out your bad, I get a whatever fine for each thing. And it wasn't worth it to them. So they just shut everybody down that they thought might, you know, if they had a high refund rate or whatever the thing, yeah. whatever the metric was, and so that started this whole crash and it was, it, it took years to rebuild from it. Yeah. But um, anyway. No, I was going to say, well, I, was, I was still teaching just then. Uh, it was my last couple <laughs> of years of teaching. So I, You're lucky I missed you missed out one. on the crash. It was not fun. <laughs> oh man. So coming up to sort of 2015, you released your first book, Dotcom Secrets. Mm -hmm. Then a couple of years later, Expert Secrets. And now recently, Traffic Secrets. So talk to us a little bit about Obviously, I suppose the trilogy, unless there's many more you have planned, but currently a trilogy as I see it. It's like the Matrix or something. But, <laughs> and traffic secrets. Talk to us about the whole concept behind that and how they kind of fit together. Yeah. So it starts, I, I never thought I was going to be an author. It was never something I wanted to do. Um, but I remember uh, I was at dinner one night with one of my buddies and he was like, you know the difference between you and like Brendan Bouchard and Tony Robbins? I'm like, what? He's like, He's like, I feel like all your guys' stuff's really good, but they seem more legit because they have a book. And I remember I was like stabbing <laughs> the heart for my friends. Like, I want to be legit. So I was like, so I started working on this book and it was the same time that Todd was working on ClickFunnels. And so it was kind of fun because I'm writing the book and like it was, you know, dot-com secrets all about funnel structure and like all the stuff we've been learning and doing for a decade. I was putting it in this book and then Todd was looking at that and then trying to get ClickFunnels to match the concepts, right? So I was mm -hmm. writing the book, he was coding the software and then the ClickFunnels launched first. And then the book, I kind of got it finished. And I was so scared to publish it because I'd never written a book. I was like, what if people hate it? What if it's boring? Because it's about funnels. I was, yeah, it's a scary oh, time. So, yeah. <laughs> so much stress. And I was like, and afterwards, I was like, I'll never do this again. That was the most painful experience ever. So, anyway, a couple months after ClickFunnels launched, we launched the book. And it was funny because there, there was a lot of resistance to ClickFunnels at first. People didn't get it. And when the book came out, they read the book and they're like, oh. And then it made, like, it made sense. Like, it was a tool that, like, they connected the two, right? Yeah. And it was cool. And then, so what happens? Like the book blew up, the software blew up and it was just like for two years, we're just running like crazy like that. And then, um, you know, for me, it's, I always tell people like entrepreneurship is not about like being creative. It's about listening. And so I was like listening really carefully to my, to my customers. And I was seeing like the people who were successful were people who were good communicators. They were good at, they, they were good at doing stuff that, that I, you know, I'd spent a lot of time learning and stuff like that. And people were struggling because they just didn't know how to, how to tell their story, how to, how to, you know, how to sell something, how to create an offer, any of those kind of things. 
And I was like, you know, dot-com secrets game, the funnel structure, but I'm like, they need that, that other piece, that, that thing that's, it's like the art of a funnel, right? Um, and so that's when I was like, started the idea for the second book, which was expert secrets. It was like, let me teach people how to tell a story and how to start a movement and how to, yes, there it is right there. <laughs> and so that was the second book. So I was like, I'm never going to write a book again, but I did that one. And I, and I wrote it. And when it got done, I'm super proud of it. Yeah. So that became book number two. And it was going to be the only one I'll never write it again. <laughs> and then what's crazy is day two of the expert secrets book launch. John Reese sent me an email. John Reese is the guy for those who don't know in, in our industry, the internet marketing world, he was the first person to do a million dollar launch. And it was with a course called Traffic Secrets back like 20 years ago. And I remember seeing that when I was first getting started, like watching this thing. And he messaged me. He's like, hey, I'm going to sell Traffic Secrets. Do you want to buy it? And I was just like, it would be a trillion. Like, that's step three. Like the funnels, the communication side of the funnels, traffic in the, I was like, ah. Oh. So I bought it from him and I sat on it for like a year. And I spent the next year and a half writing the Traffic Secrets book, which is like the final piece. So you have a funnel, dot-com secrets, expert secrets, how to communicate inside the funnel to pull somebody through make them offers, tell them your story and traffic secrets, how you fill the funnel with all the people. My plan is goal is that's the end. Like there's nothing else in the trilogy. I'll probably write other books in the future, but it won't be part of this yeah. series. Um, it's been such a labor of love. Uh, you it know. does feel like, yeah, it's a nice kind of closed loop. It feels, yeah, it's yeah. a good trilogy. And some of the, some of the points you talk about, and I want to obviously dig into the, plenty of expertise here, but so you've got like 20 different secrets, traffic secrets within the book. And some of the secrets I don't just pick out, um, how do you find where your dream customers are hiding online? What are your thoughts around that? I just wanted to share maybe a, a few secrets from the book or if there's any other ones that you think, actually, this is the secret I want to share. Feel yeah. free. I was most scared to write traffic secrets because traffic changes so often, right? Like yeah. Facebook changes, stuff like that. And I th so I wanted to write a book that was more evergreen. I think a lot of people want to get the book. They think it's going to be like, okay, let me show you how to run a Facebook, excuse me, how to run a Facebook ad or how to run a Google ad. And, and we get into that, but that's not what the book's about. The yeah. book is about understanding the foundation. So when you talked about where's your dream customer hiding, like that's, the, that's really the core principle, right? Because most people who don't understand traffic, they jump on and I'm going to buy Facebook ads, I'm going to buy Instagram ads, and they don't understand the core fundamentals. The fundamentals is who is your dream customer? That's the first thing we have to answer. Because if you don't know that, like buying ads is, is stupid, right? <laughs> like, who's yeah. your dream customer? And the second question is like, where are those people actually congregating online? And like, when you ask that question, it, it, it shifts what you're doing, right? Instead of saying, I'm going to buy Facebook ads, it's saying, where are my customers online? And if you know who your dream customer is, all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, what blogs do they read? Oh, here's, here's 50 blogs they read. What podcasts do they listen to? Oh, here's all the podcasts that they listen to. What are the Facebook groups they're part of? What are the, who are the Instagram influencers they follow? What YouTube channel? All of a sudden it's like, there's traffic everywhere. Like there's, there's, there's so much traffic. And I think, um, you know, for, I've seen so many businesses since I've been doing this who, we get really good at Facebook ads, really good at Google ads, and then it changes. They lose their account, and then their business destroys, and they lose it all. And I've been doing this so long, and I've had a chance to go through so many waves. It's like, it's like traffic's not the, the tactic of the platform. Traffic is understanding people at yeah. a different level. And so I think that's what that chapter is really deep about. It's like understanding who's your dream customer at a deep level so you really know who they are and then figuring out where those people are at. But the nice thing about it, which is kind of cool, is you think about most of our businesses the dream customer we're selling to is probably us five years earlier, right? Like it's that's like, point. that us, exactly is perfect for me. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. Most of us, that's what we do because we were struggling. We found the solution. It changed our lives. And then we go back and like, we want to help people with the same problem, right? Like funnels. Like I struggled for a decade. I figured out funnels changed my life. And like, I want to go back and like, I, let me show you what I figured out. Let me take, yeah. I take you on this journey. Right. And so what's nice about it is the traffic's actually easy when you start thinking like, well, I am my dream customer five years ago. Where do I, like, where do I hang out? Where do I spend time? Like when we launched ClickFunnels, it wasn't hard for me to launch ClickFunnels because um, I was an entrepreneur who was trying to grow my company through ClickFunnels. So I know what podcasts I listen to. I know what blogs I read. I know, like, it wasn't hard. I knew where all my customers were at. Let me go get them and convince them that this is where they got to come to. 
And when you look at it differently, it, it opens up everything. So if your account, Facebook account gets shut down, you don't lose your business. You're just looking, okay, well, where, where's my customers at now? Let me go find them. Let me grab, okay, bring them back and start. It shifts, it shifts your mindset. Perfect. And you mentioned the dream customer there. I don't usually do this, but I mentioned I was interviewing you and I was like, this is a question from a listener. Someone was like, hey, ask Russell about his dream 100 list. Ah. So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> What's yes, your answer? It's a great question. So the Traffic Seekers book, I talk a lot about the dream 100. So it comes back to like, who's your dream customer, right? So then it's like, well, how do I, how do I get a, a hold of that person? So we talked about like, okay, well, I know this dream customer listens to these, these podcasts, right? So I go to the podcast directory. I'm like, here's the top you know, 50 podcasts in my market. My customers are all there. So how do I get to those customers? Well, I can go and I can buy ads specifically to every single person. Or what if I go directly to the person who owns that podcast, I build a relationship, they then promote me and it goes down to all their customers overnight, right? Or same thing with an email list. Like, oh, like Tony Robbins has an email list of like, whatever, 5 million people. Like all his people are my dream customers. So instead of me targeting 5 million people, what if I just targeted Tony? I became friends with him and I built a relationship. Then he introduced me to his audience and that's big. And so what I tell people to do is like, is you look at every platform, so like Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, email, like whatever those things are. And then you go through and build the dream 100. Who are the, who are the people that already have your dream customers, right? So we build out those lists of people. And usually if you pick 10 in each platform, you end up with hundred people. And then we start marketing specifically to those people. Okay. One of the, one of the best um, case studies that when I, when I launched the uh, com secrets book, yep. um, uh, I built a dream 100 list. And so I did the same thing I just told you about. I went through the podcast directory. I went through everything. And I remember I, I went to the top 50 um, business and entrepreneur podcasts. And I sent um, all the hosts a copy of my book. And I was like, here's a copy of my book. If you like it, let me know. I'd love to be on your show. And um, I remember I sent it out. And um, within a week, I got an email back from um, JLD, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur yeah. Fire. Yeah. And he's like, dude, I just read your book. It's awesome. Can I do a <laughs> podcast interview with you? I'm like, yeah. So he did a podcast interview with me. One podcast interview from the interview sold 500 books. They sent emails to his list. He sold another thousand or so from that. So I got one yes and it equaled like 1500 books sold. Okay. And so like, that's what dream 100 is like, who is the person that if you can convince them, it opens up a whole huge pocket of traffic to you. It reminded me of another concept of some, uh, your concept, the, the, the big domino, or that was in one of your books. And it just sprung to mind again in terms of that's the one that knocks over yes. all the little dominoes. Um, in that sense. You touched on Tony Robbins there and you mentioned the story before and you, sort of how you connected. And I wondered, because that was a big thing maybe a year or so ago, and I think you did it twice, where, where they basically said like you, Tony Robbins, Dean Gretz, broke the internet or, or they're going to do it again. I remember this is one of the things where if people turn on the computer, you were there. <laughs> how did that come about in this whole journey? You know, we've had the kind of the lows, but is there some points when you've actually stopped and gone, I, this, is a, this is really kind of like a, an alpha moment i'm surprised i'm not surprised but this is well this is uh done all right here like because i know it's hard when you're, you're you've got a mission and you're just you're working forwards focusing on the goal and just you know you're helping more and more people do you ever have a chance or have you a chance to stop and that was a good day yeah yeah oh so much fun <laughs> that, that question like when you said that the thing that popped in my head was like my, my journey with tony and like if anyone wants to see if you go to youtube and type in russell brunson tony robbins dream 100 i have a video of me telling my 10 year dream 100 journey with Tony. It took me 10 years courting him to be able to, <laughs> and like I walked awesome. through, and like, I have footage from all of us. So the video is really cool. Cause you see like, here's me 15 years ago or 10 years ago speaking yeah. at Tony's thing. And then this and that, and all these things. Um, but what's crazy is like for 10 years, I served Tony any way I could. I was trying like just, just giving, serving, helping, not asking for anything. It wasn't until the expert secrets book came out where I was the first time I ever asked him for something. And I was like, there's footage in that video of me, like giving Tony the book and like, Hey, Here's my book. And, uh, and it was crazy. And then he did an interview with me and, and interviewed me and it, it sold. Or we had like 3.2 million people saw that interview with him. 
uh, talking about why they should buy expert secrets. We sold tons of books from it. And then, um, you know, a little while later, Dean and Tony are working on a project. And, um, and I remember, uh, he, Dean told me, he's like, it's kind of like masterclass.com, but it's for masterminds. I was like, you should buy mastermind.com. And, and, uh, but it, it wasn't for sale. And, um, and I, went, I went to it and the person on mastermind.com was holding a two comic club award. And I'm like, he's a funnel hacker. I'm like, I can get this guy. So we called him up and negotiated. We ended up buying the domain for like $600,000. And then I called up Dean and Tony and I was like, I was like, Hey, you guys should totally get this domain. They're like, Oh, we're not going to, it's like a million bucks. We're not going to spend it. I'm like, I know. So I bought it for you. Here you go. It's a gift. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, just Merry Christmas. There's a gift. Like you guys are awesome. And uh, anyway, they were so touched. They came back and said, Hey, we want to make you a partner in this company. I was like, Oh, okay. That wasn't the goal, but that's awesome. And uh, we did the first launch and uh, it was the biggest launch I, that I've ever heard of. And then we did a second one this year. And then we have a, we have a new software company. We're actually launching with them next month. It's top secret. No one's heard about it yet. Ooh, uh, that, um, that I think will be <laughs> the biggest launch. Um, I think it'll surpass the last two things and it's going to be anyway, you, Everyone who's watching the internet next month will will see it. It'll, you you won't be able to turn away from it as long as I do our as long as we all do our job right. <laughs> right, I'll better get this podcast out before then. He's <laughs> a trailer. So ten years ago, before my business collapsed, uh, is uh, Tony had me speak in Fiji at his event, and then this last year after the Mastermind.com launch, um, the top ten affiliates got to go there, so I got to go back. And it was all it was a decade um, from when I first time gone to the second time, and it was crazy. The first time I went, I thought it was awesome, and then the company collapsed, and it was like ten years of building this thing back up. Yeah. And there's a quote that Tony always says. He says, uh, most of us will underestimate what we can do, or me, most of us will overestimate what we can do in a year, and we'll underestimate what we can do in a decade. And I remember sitting in Fiji with Tony and sitting there and be like, it's been a decade since I was here last time. And I was like, I'd never, I, I thought we were going to grow faster, but I never thought we'd get here. And it's just crazy to see that, that, that full circle. And that for me was like one of those moments where it's just like, oh my gosh, like we did it. Like we, <laughs> you know, like all that, that trial and error and heart, heartache and like the struggle. And it was like, I don't know, just a moment to like, just to breathe out and to be like, oh, like we did it. So that was, that was a special moment. What has been the biggest challenge in scaling? I know it's largely, you know, software company is predominantly, but scaling in terms of just the amount of people you help to that, you know, extreme success uh, and just having a bigger company and scaling. And like, we're potentially talking about like billion dollar valuation and things. What are the challenges when you get to like the next level, the next level, like a decade down the line, obviously different challenges. I'm assuming maybe it gets into like, it's a crazy scale you're dealing with now. It, it is crazy. And it's, it's funny. Cause like each, I don't know, each step, like I look back and it's like, man, a year ago, this would have crushed me if I had this obstacle now. <laughs> like nowadays it's, it's funny. Cause you know, from going zero to 10,000 customers, we had, it was technical things that were hard. Like we clicked once of crashing for us to get the, the, the team in place to make it stable was, was hard. It was expensive. It was like, we almost lost the company then. And then, then we got the, the, the software more stable. And then the next tier was like, how do we grow the next tier? And then there was like, you know, it, it's just crazy. And then, you know, now we're at, we got 115,000 active customers who are posting all sorts of stuff. And there's like, you know, they're posting on my servers. And so like when they do something stupid or illegal, I get the legal fees and we get the lawsuits. And like, I get lawsuits every day coming from, from our members who are doing stupid things who, you know, they don't know who it is. Yeah. They still it's on my server. So I get the lawsuit and then I got to like turn that. And it's just like, just thing after thing, like we have full-time legal staff on staff now. It's just like, we have 400 plus employees and it's like all those things that, that are hard. But I think the biggest lesson I learned along the way, um, Todd had this, had this, he read something as we were growing ClickFunnels that he said that the difference between an A player and a B player, like an A player, he says like, I think like 3,200 times more effective than a B player. So when we start hiring, he's like, we're not going to hire B players. We're only going to hire A players. And so, which is obviously more expensive. It's harder, but we just hired like rock stars from the very beginning. And, um, 
we talked about like i'm a big marvel movie fan i'm like i'm like we got to build our avengers team like where are the holes we need to find you know todd was like iron man i was like i don't know thor or something and like we had <laughs> thor's two a good avengers. one thor. yeah I need like, we're, we're gonna take i love that <laughs> <laughs> like if we're gonna take over the world we need an avengers team like we need the hulk we need we need all of them and so we started like finding those people and building it out and i like, bring in the a players and and then build out this amazing team and now every single person is carrying this load which would have crushed any of us individually. Um, and it's, you know, it's been hard, but man, it's been so, it's been so much fun. And so such a learning experience for sure. What is your opinion on fear and you, you know, your personal approach to fear, maybe how it's evolved or as it may have been consistent. And obviously a lot of your clients and customers, and like you said about putting a book out or putting a course out, what are your thoughts around fear? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Cause when you create anything like creation of a product, a book, a course, whatever, so, so private it's you in your home with your thoughts and your things and then like publishing those so public where you're putting it out there and people are now judging this thing you created and so there's there's always this like ah oh, this, this thing of like i don't want to i don't want to ruin my creation but i want to i want to show it too you know um i think one of the biggest lessons i learned and i kind of shared a little bit earlier was um for entrepreneurs who, who have fear like the, the reason why they fear is because they're they're scared of like of what if like what if it doesn't work what if what if what if, what if? um I've, I've had a lot of chances work with amazing entrepreneurs who are in the spot of just like where they're frozen, where it's like, it's like the do or die moment. They have to make a decision. They can't cause they're freaking out. And like, that's when I get the call. Like, what do I do? What do I do in the situation? And what's interesting is that they always think I'm going to give them like, here's the secret. Like all you got to do is change your headline to red, you know, something like that. <laughs> they're waiting for the marketing secret. Yeah. And uh, what I, what I always tell them is I said, look, the, the, the reality, the reason why you're not able to move forward is because you're afraid of what's there. You have to look, you have to be able to look at the worst case scenario and be completely okay with that. I said, you know, for me, I told you before, like when our company is collapsing, like I had no hope. I was just like, I was frozen until I, Tony was like, all whatever. And I was like, worst case scenario is that I can live with that. Let's go. And so I sit down with him. I'm like, what's the worst case scenario? Like, Oh, if I don't do this, I go bankrupt. I'm like, okay. What's the worst case scenario of that scenario? Like, Oh, I lose my house. Okay. All right. You get a new house. What's the worst case. And we like list out all the worst case scenario. And I hold it up. I'm like, okay, look at that. Can you deal with that? And like, actually it's not that bad. Like, okay. Like as long as you're okay with that, then you can run forward. Cause worst case, like that's it. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I can move forward. And I think that that's the thing that gets rid of the fear is like being able to look at that directly in the eye, the worst case scenario and being okay with it. And as soon as you can do that, then it, fear goes away really quickly. Awesome. And we're going to start to wrap this up now with the alpha round. I like to start that off with, is there a particular quote that really kind of sums up your approach to life? You might, you almost kind of said it then actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many good quotes. Um, I think one of my, my favorite quotes of all time uh, is Churchill's quote. About it's not the critic who counts. It's not the the man in the arena. I'm not going to say it word for word, but you know, it's the it's the it's the person who's actually out there, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, and, and doing it like that. That quote. Every time I get heckled or get frustrated or if I fail, like I, I always revert back to that quote, and it, it helps me a ton. Nice. I've got that. I've got that in my gym. It is a good one. <laughs> I want my kids to see that when they're going in there. Definitely. Um, and is there outside of your books? Is there a particular impactful book for you? Um, in your journey or just uh, a favorite book of yours? Yeah. Um, uh, I've been trying for a decade to read this book and I finally started. I'm two thirds of the way through right now. And it's, it's amazing. It's called Atlas Shrugged. It's been around since the twenties. Um, I finally read it. I think for anybody who's an entrepreneur or a producer, it's essential for you guys to read it for two reasons. Number one is it helps you understand why, what we do is so important. Why producing, why creating, like if we stop it, like everything else crushes and number two uh it makes you understand why it's so important to get involved with the politics around us even though i, I hate it but it's like we have to protect ourselves so we can keep creating so we can keep saving the world um anyway i love that book right now and a couple of american kingpin is the greatest entrepreneur drug story of all time like it's 
Uh, that book is insane. I've listened to it twice. I it's, haven't heard of that one. Oh. oh my gosh. It's the guy who started Silk Road. So it's like, he's an entrepreneur, but he's starting a legal thing. And it, he built it to a billion dollar empire. And it's like, the, anyway, it's, it's amazing. It's so good. Awesome. And if people want to find out more, keep the conversation going as I do. What is the best way to connect with you and click funnels and all and everything you're up to? Man, it's a really good thing. I think the, the best thing is to go dive in and get one of the books. I would, if you're just getting started in the journey with me, I'd go get the dot-com secrets book. Go to dot-com secrets.com. Go get a free copy of the book. Um, that'll teach you the funnel structures, how it applies to what you're doing. Yep, there it is. Uh, you can get a free hardbound copy of it there. And then uh, if you like that, then dive in and get a, get a trial click funnels and start building some stuff for your business. And it's a lot of fun from there. <laughs> the latest book is Traffic Secrets as well. Is there anything you want to kind of, you feel like I should have asked, it's left unsaid, you just want to, oh, I wish you'd asked me this about traffic secrets. I mean, there's so many secrets like, like what is the invisible second funnel? I was going to, you know, <laughs> how do you build an affiliate army? Is there anything around one of these secrets you're like, oh, I want to close it with this? Yeah, you know, I, I'd say the, the biggest thing is, and the reason I'm passionate about this book is, is traffic are just people, right? We talked about like your dream customer and who you're going to help and who you're going to serve like, like traffic is just about people. And um, I remember when I wrote the, the dedication of this book, like my, first, my first book I dedicated to my, to my wife, second one was about something else. But like this one was a little different. I, I said, uh, this book is dedicated to the entrepreneurs who, I, who I've been called to serve, my funnel hackers. You made it possible, possible for me to do a work that interests me and that I feel is meaningful and worthwhile. This book in the secrets, uh, this is the final book in the secrets trilogy was created to help you find more of the people who are waiting to hear your message. If this book's helped you to reach even one more person and change their life with your God-given gifts, this work will have been a success. And so that's what this book's about is like helping you to figure out how do you, how do you get the people you've been called to serve? How do you find them? How do you get their attention so you can share your story? You can give them the product services you've, you've done. And if, if you do that with this book, then it'll be worth all the effort I put into it. And um, that's what this, this game's all about. This game's about like finding your people, serving them, changing their lives. And uh, I think what you're doing is so amazing. You got such a great following as well. And I think the, you understand it. I think your people get that. Like, man, that's what makes this life worthwhile is you're finding your people, finding your tribe. And uh, through the product services you create, you change their lives and it's, uh, it's pretty cool. And you mentioned sometimes people underestimate where what they can achieve in a decade. What do you think is you in a decade's time? I know you've got a new company up your sleeve. <laughs> yeah, where do you think you'll be in a, in a decade's time? It's a good question. And I don't, I don't know if I know the exact answer. Um, I do know that I'm going to continue to serve entrepreneurs no matter what. And I'm trying to figure out the best way to do that. Like, is the best way to do that for me to grow ClickFunnels? Is the best way for me to... Like, I don't know what that looks like. If there's an opportunity that makes it that, that grows it geometrically. I, I don't know. I'm looking for those opportunities to try and figure them out. I don't know the answers yet. Um, but I do know that like I will, my, my life's mission is to serve entrepreneurs. So it'll be something helping the same tribe, the same people. Um, and so right now the, the greatest thing since sliced bread is still sells funnels. That's what I'm focusing on and keep on doing that. And, um, and just kind of see where, where it takes us from there. And I have to mention before I go, I got a friend, Stephen Summers, when he found out I was uh, interviewing you, he said, Oh, he loves your books. Just wanted to say thank you to, to you. Cool. So there you go. Stephen Summers. There's your shout I appreciate out. It. And it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for your time, Russell. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. This podcast is brought to you by the Talk Accelerator, helping thought leaders increase influence, income, and impact by achieving their talk. The Talk Accelerator program, how to secure and smash your own TEDx talk. If you'd like to find out more about how you can get onto the red spot, please do head over to Talk accelerator.com that's talk x c e l e r a t o r.com you can also book in your complimentary idea clarity call there to talk through any potential ideas you may have what is your idea worth sharing i'd love to hear about it and i'd love to speak with you very soon